0: Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up with Austin Kalama, a really um, open-minded young man who's pushing the limits of not only downwind foiling, but wing foiling, prone foiling in the surf, um, pumping, but also big wave stuff. He's charging at Jaws um, using hand paddles prone downwinding, but also for paddling into big waves at Jaws. Um, A really cool chat with a really open-minded progressive young guy and it was a pleasure to chat to him um he's i think i've got him convinced that it would deflate down window which would be pretty cool um but yeah this is my fortnightly casey catch up if you're interested in downwind foiling check out the coach casey club on my website www.caseyoz.com um but yeah thanks for tuning in and enjoy the chat all right welcome to the casey catch up we've got austin kalama and How's excited to talk about a few different bits and pieces. Florida, we've got Hood River, we've got his recent Piahi session and just talking downwind foiling in general. Austin, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, Casey. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm so stoked because um, I spoke to your old man a little while ago and he was like, oh, you need to get Austin on. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to talk to Austin. He's got, you know, he's, you're pushing the limit, um, not just downwind mm-hmm. foiling, but also surf foiling. I remember a session probably probably three or four years ago now. and You were doing backflips on the old Nalu at the boat harbor, and I'm like, this kid is next oh. level.
1: <laughs> um, Nalu, man, that that's a memory. That was a while ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was like the first like little little foil, and you were you were sending it. Um, but yeah, you've yeah. always been pushing it. it. It's cool to see. And um, recently, downwind foiling. So do you want to talk to us about? I guess your challenges with downwind foiling and why you love it
1: downwind foiling is probably one of my favorite ways to ride a foil right now like i mean we just got out of summer so we're starting to get back into the waves and stuff but for, for a while five or six months like that was everything it it's just the freedom you have downwind foiling is completely different than anything you know like when you're on a wave you know when that wave ends like yeah you can keep pumping and you can make it work for a while but man when you're downwinding and you you see you got 10 miles in front of you till that runs over and you can do anything you want for that entire time you can go as fast as you want you can just take it easy and just carve it like you're riding a wave like that's that's the freedom to ride however you want to ride like it's so much fun It, it took me a while to like I remember my first downwind run was actually on the kai like the old chi, a long yeah. time ago yeah and that was probably one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> i was on a seven six stand-up board that we had turned into a foil board and basically got up twice for about five seconds and paddled basically just nine miles on a tiny little board <laughs> no, that,
0: that's no. actually pretty impressive i had a similar experience on the kai i was um over in wa um in mandra mm-hmm. ready, getting ready for the king of the cup which is on this weekend and mm-hmm. yeah i was using a stand-up that was retrofitted i think it was like yeah like seven two or something and it was like one of those square boards and using yeah. the kai to try to get going and it just wasn't quite yes. enough lift was it it was just like just not no, it, it, it. like like you i think i got up once for like as you said like five seconds and then it was like uh-huh. and how do people do this you know it was yeah i don't was was that was that your
1: first time trying to downwind or had you tried a few times No, that was my that.
0: first time trying i'd seen i'd seen you like know, kyle Annie doing yeah. it and i was like oh yeah you know
1: cause, yeah because like on on the wave you're like oh i have plenty of lift like this will work like i don't see why i wouldn't be able to get going once i'm on yeah but but seeing the connections and actually making those connections from bump to bump where the energy is, is so much different because you have four or five seconds to really harness that energy and then translate it to another bump that you can keep, you know, moving with. Exactly. So At at first, like you can be the best boiler in the world and pump like crazy, but if you don't know how to connect those bumps and put those pieces together, you're not going anywhere. You're going to be miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like what what you just
0: mentioned there, the difference between a wave versus downwind on a wave, you get this really big burst of energy. And, Mm. and with that, you can, you know, use it to link waves Um, downwind. It's like everything's kind of halved, but it's halved across the entire ocean, you know? So you're never getting that massive burst, but the bumps are closer together. So it's trickier, but easier. In some respect, I don't know, to me, like now that I've got it, and I'm sure it's the same for you, now that I've got it, it's like, well, I can actually pump better out to sea downwind than I can in the surf break. Like I can oh yeah, day up way easier with wind at my back and the bumps. Whereas yeah. in the surf break, it's like, oh, it's laboring, you know, you're pumping and you're working yeah, pretty you, hard. You get
1: that energy and then you gotta, you know, take that and then transfer it to another wave and that, you know, the, they're a lot further apart. Whereas exactly. the bumps will be, I mean, you're still going maybe, 40 50 yards from bump to bump or 450 meters but it's all right there so you like bang get that energy do a couple pumps really get up to speed and then boom shoot to the next one pump for a second get that speed boom you're off to the next one and
0: yeah
1: you're maybe i mean when you're really on a good bump you're maybe gliding for 30 or uh, i'd say 30 seconds on a really long rolling bump agree like the most of but then once once you see that that energy is about to run out you really got to be looking for like where's the next one where's the next one and so it's it's almost like you get like a quarter of a wave but then you get 500 quarter of waves you know whether than rather than one like really long rolling like actual wave it's like you're just looking for those little pieces of waves that you can connect to make a long ride you
0: know yeah which which i don't know for you like for me that's that's the beauty of it it's like you know one of the best things about foiling, even in the surf is getting one wave and just using it as like a little chip shot and then linking it up and doing that turn for the next one for for downwind we're doing a thousand of those the entire run it's like i'm getting one i'm gonna pull off this at the right time and link up the next one and it's the lines you can take are you know endless and it's exactly
1: (laughs) I've, I've, i've just been messing around with like doing 360s on bumps like I'll, I'll be on a bump and I'll see a bump behind me and you just set this big carving bottom turn and you wrap all around the back of the bump and you wrap to the bump behind you. Yes. And that, that, those feel really cool. actually yeah. I've been on that move That's right epic.
0: Way. Yeah. No,
1: it's like, it's like you get on, you get on a little wave and it's like on a long wave, you can do 10 turns maybe, but on, on a little bump, you do like maybe two or three nice turns and then you take the speed out of that last turn and use it to whip you into the next one.
0: Yeah. I'm, like, um back home i've been down with zane westwood a lot and um and then with a mate of his or mate of our both joe karen and he joe's still learning um and when we go with him we, we do exactly that we do the 360s we call them charity loops so charity. <laughs> so if you're too far behind and you get charity looped it's like oh it's like yeah. you know that's you don't well, you want to avoid being you know getting the charity loop done so um even the other yeah. day i was with zane and i was on the rs1000 and he was on the 1150. And it's like, if I can get like two charity loops on him in in a run, it's like, okay, this foil was definitely way faster today. But then other other days, like um, we were just talking about Hood River. Sometimes Mm. the, we've done a bit of testing between the 1150 and the 1300 RS. Mm. And um, there's a definitely a point there where the 1300 is going to be easier to glide and sometimes faster too. um, Whereas the 1150 is more work to stay up and going with the hope that you get that big bump to get you sort of up to speed, but it's um, I just want to sort of lead us into that race in Hood River because, um, you know, Jacko and Mateo, you guys had a pretty good battle by the sounds of it. So I guess let's get some insight on that.
1: Yeah, like we had been doing some training like a few days before that. I was doing a bunch of runs with Jack and Mateo and that was actually the first for probably the, the week leading up to that race. I had just gotten all the new RS wings. And I was, you know, messing with uh, 1,300 a bunch. And I was like, oh, this really feels good. Even in flat water, just pumping it. I was like, oh, this feels good. And then I tried the 1150, the one good day we had, one pretty good day where the bumps were really solid. And that thing just moved like crazy. And you could yeah. turn it good. Too. I could get from bump to bump, like nothing. So I was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is feeling pretty good. And then my dad was telling me, he's like, yeah i'm on the 1300 like if i'm on the 1300 you should be on the 1150 and i was like "Eh, all right like why not and then i just made the stupid decision i was like yeah i'll just i'll just race up the 1150 and so like we got up and started and at first like i was like all right this isn't too bad like i had a little bit of speed but probably like 10 minutes into the race the wind died a lot and the bumps got way smaller and then like I could get that speed up quick on the 1150, but with nothing to connect it to really, it was a lot of work in between those bumps and they were hard to find. Like somehow, I don't know how I managed to keep it up basically the entire way to the finish line almost, but it was the most work I've ever done. And they were, <laughs> they were on some bigger wings. So man, like on those bigger wings, you can just catch the energy of that bump and you can glide on it so much further and so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you get kind of maxed out on those bigger wings in smaller bumps whereas smaller faster foils it's like yeah. you have to pump so much and when that little bit of energy comes you never even get maxed you're just sort of like um, just like a little reprieve and you got to go straight back into pumping again it's um
1: exactly so i never had that time to recover like on a big wing you get on a bump and you can glide on it for a while and you can kind of recover for a little bit catch your breath. And then use that recovery to just spring right into the next one and get going. But the whole time I was like, <gasps> I was like nonstop <laughs> pumping as hard as I could. Like it, 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 took everything I had to keep it going. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm, on the Maliko runs, I've been taking the 1150 out and that thing's insane. I mean, just cause the bumps on Maliko, they're a lot yeah. bigger and have more energy. So you can take that energy and just fly through to the next bump.
0: Yeah. So, like, and that's, that's a big difference that I guess I've found here in Sydney. We've got ocean runs and, like, harbour or bay runs. And in the bay runs, mm-hmm. I'm using usually the NL220. And then in the ocean mm-hmm. runs, I've even used the RS1000. And, um, really? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be able to use the 1000 easy. Like, honestly, you'd, you'd throw off on a Maliko run. On a good day, you'll fly. Yeah. yeah. I, did a, um, I haven't
1: used it too much.
0: Yeah. It, it definitely, it's because it's lower aspect, the one thousand. It doesn't glide as well as the 1150, but when it's like Mm -hmm. a nuking day, like we had 20 to 35 knots and like a three and a half meter South swell just last weekend. And it was like, it was, it was really good. Um, I did my fastest ever kilometer, um, two minutes for one kilometer. Yeah. Which is getting pretty close. That's 29.9 kilometers per hour for, for one kilometer so damn yeah That's that was the quickest i've ever done by like a long shot <laughs> um say, yeah, yeah i
1: gotta start i gotta get one of those gps watches that yeah yeah
0: yeah the, the Garmin's are good yeah you know, they I, sort of I, all the polar or yeah it makes it you get your stats
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah right i i gotta get into that because i have i usually just time it on my watch like the the malika run i think it's between eight and nine miles and i'm usually doing it in between like 40 and 50 minutes something like that but I, I don't know like my top speed or my average speed or anything like that but that would be really cool to know
0: yeah no i, I want to know what you're doing to too like that. yeah exactly <laughs> it's so good for like i kind of nerd out um I, I i a lot of the time i think the quickest i'd gone before this weekend was around 25.4 25.5 k's an hour for the average but then this last weekend, I averaged 25.9. which that's is a good average, though. Yeah, well, that's 11.50, dude. It moves, right? <laughs> it's a good wing. And then... Uh, seriously. Seriously, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That, um, and then, yeah, just this weekend, 25.9 kilometers per hour, which is... What's that in miles? I should... I'm going to look it up right now. Um, 25.9 kilometers per hour in MPH. It is 16, 16, almost it's 16.1 miles per hour that's pretty solid. that's moving yeah i was happy with it
1: (laughs) right i I would be too
0: (laughs) i'm sure there's guys have gone quicker malika but you know here in sydney we don't have you know technically the 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 best run in the world but it's um it's cool that there's you can go quick sometimes oh yeah
1: Um, anywhere with bumps and you can just link them doesn't need to be the best in the world to have fun you know that's,
0: that's exactly and the speed isn't always the most important thing but when it's big it's like if you're going that fast
1: that's
0: pretty fun yeah it's
1: fun when you're like full front foot pressure like dropping into like head high bumps just like oh like hold on like we're gonna get moving
0: here seriously hold on
1: so and then so so do you know
0: what you know what jack ho and mateo are using that race in hood river
1: i know jack is on lift i'm not sure i think mateo's on armstrong
0: yeah i think jack was using the 170 high aspect Mm -hmm. And yeah. Matteo must have been using the 1125, I think, from Armstrong. Um, I haven't way. tried the 1125, but it yeah. seems to go pretty good. I guess it was good. Yeah, working good for him. <laughs> yeah, working good for him
1: exactly. Uh, um, yeah, no, but that, that's so much. And the, I liked the new RS because, like, I don't know what it is with that little step in the wing. You can carve so hard, and even you can fully pop out the wing, and it just re-engages so smooth. Like you. Yeah. Really pop.
0: Oh, okay. It doesn't ventilate at all. Like, it's like if when the tip comes out, the step stops the water from running all the way up the wing. And it's like you can do like a full foil out turn and right. continue.
1: No, they're saying I'm so psyched on them lately. I've been using I'm using the 1000 winging a lot. So and good for winging, shit. right?
0: It's yeah. So
1: good. It's so fast. <laughs> and it's got like, it's got a lot of pop. Like, I, I liked the NLs, but they were a little, you couldn't push on them. Like, I didn't feel like they're as,
0: they're a little like bit more riding. back-footed, I found, and they sort of Exa- stalled yeah. a little bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. You needed a little more back pressure, but these ones, the RSs are a lot more like the GLs where you can really depend on them. You know, you can push it and you can put weight on that, load up that weight, and then whenever you want, just pop back onto the back foot and they would just launch up out of the water. Yeah, yeah. You
0: can
1: yeah. Yeah. launch airs on those things. Okay,
0: so for winging, are you doing like wave, wave riding on the wing or you pairs and tricks, or what are you focusing on with that stuff?
1: oh it's hard to say I, I do, like when there's waves i'm in the waves if there's no waves i'm just blasting airs as high as i can <laughs> yeah but i mean I've, I've really been getting into the waves I actually in florida I, there was like it wasn't that good but i was trying some new moves over there and actually first try I pulled this one move i was so psyched that it was like an alley leap, like i do in the surf but one-handed on the wings i was on the wave i mean i don't even remember what i just did it like so randomly i'd never tried it before i was like this looks like a good one to try it on. I think I had it in my right hand. It was going on the line, popped up, did the alley, switched it mid rotation, and it came down with it on my left. And I rode out of that and I was like, no way. Like, I, was, I was tripping on that. But yeah, like, all like, the rotations in the waves. And I'm, try- I'm working on the backflips. I can pull them every here and there, but oh, they're hard, man. You yeah. Hard for the backflips.
0: yeah the backflips have scared me i'm i'm trying to keep it a little bit more functional i guess
1: (laughs) i've i've popped like three wings already trying backflips so uh, that's what i've (laughs) heard right yeah
0: yeah you need you need a good a good um a good sponsor i guess to be doing to to be sticking those (laughs) backflips
1: seriously i've been seeing you doing the downwinders with the wing you like deflate it when you're getting up like how was it riding with that can you do you still feel like you can ride similarly with the wing just like under your arm
0: yeah yeah for sure so i've been doing the deflate and like literally having it under my arm and um originally i tried it because i wanted to try the, some of the tkr wings for downwinds like the tkr mm. i think it was the 110 or something and that thing was yeah. so fast but like it was really hard to paddle up yeah so i was like if i can well, once wing, you're,
1: up, you're good yeah. once you're up
0: you're good yeah exactly so I, I used it with the wing and i was like okay this is pretty cool um the only disadvantage with the wing is when it's when the wind isn't com- like when the coast kind of has to bend around and you have to sort of mm. pump across the wind the, the, the wind uh, kind of grabs the, the wing a little bit, but uh, that's the only disadvantage. And like it, it's kind of like it's not as it's definitely more inconvenient than a paddle, but yeah. you should try it, dude. I can you'd, you'd crush it first go. It, it's it's I'll, not that hard.
1: I want to because I, I like downwinding with the wing, but I feel like I've found like a lot of the time, like a lot of times you're going faster than the wind when you're really moving and so yeah. the wing when it when it's still inflated it gets in the way a little bit you know so like i've been seeing you deflating it and that looks pretty cool because you can get up when you need you, you use it when you need it but then it's like not as in the way when you're actually surfing and riding the bumps you know
0: yeah exactly i, I, I gotta try that yeah i, you I reckon you'd you'd froth on it maybe even like a self whipping the jaws you know get on the thing I, deflate
1: <laughs> i that's i gotta try that actually that's <laughs> yeah. smart yeah. yeah, when I'm riding the waves, like, I'm, I'm getting better at riding the waves without the wing getting in the way. Like, you're switching hands and kind of maneuvering in a way so that my turn doesn't – or the wing doesn't get in the way of my turn. But sometimes, like, it'll be flipping over and doing weird things, and it can be a little hard to control. But, yeah, like, I could just get onto a bump way outside a Jaws yeah. real quick, just, like, get it under my arm or something and just fly in, yeah. that'd be so I saw Zane he wasn't he wasn't in he deflated but I saw him winging jaws like last year and it looked pretty sick so yeah. this, year, this year I definitely want to give it a try
0: yeah I think it's you know there's a lot of the time when I'm wing, wing surfing there's guys that are towing in at the same time so mm. I'll be like sort of you know like you say like the wing kind of most of the time I feel I can get out of the way as long as the wind direction mm. is right for me but if it's yeah there's a direction that doesn't work so well and I'm like man I need to get rid of this if if the wave was better I'd, I'd deflate yeah. it and just sort of ride the wave but it's but generally speaking we're winging in pretty shitty waves which is the beauty of foiling but um
1: right I, I think in good waves when you're
0: yeah yeah um but yeah the 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 deflate is a really cool way and you know you're a pretty good pumper and and you can paddle up on the on the sup but I guess for me I view the deflate as a um, a doorway to downwinding for those that don't have de- like sup skills you know because it's hard it's hard yeah. to paddle up it, on the foil it's
1: hard doing yeah. the paddle up on, on a supboard it's real it took me a long time to really figure that yeah.
0: out yeah so let's let, let's talk about that like what, how was your experience learning to to sup on the downwind like the downwind side of things
1: well i mean i i had a pretty solid sup background so i had been riding a sup and paddling like you know, pretty hard. Like I had raced a little bit on the SUP, so I I had a you know a decent technique, but I remember it's like probably, probably 2017 or something like that. My dad made a deal with me. He's like, all right, if you can if you can figure out how to pump up onto this wing from flat water, you can have your next board for free. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. So I had a couple different boards, but then I finally figured. It's almost like pole vaulting like you're using the paddle to create leverage to pull yourself up yeah and it's like it's, it's almost like doing an ollie like you're pushing down on your back foot for a, for a second kind of vaulting yourself with the paddle and then leaning onto that front foot to get the drive back down yeah and it's it's challenging but i mean once you figure it out it opens so many doors so like riding waves that you didn't think you could like get into on time or like just doing crazy downwinders and not being scared
0: of like oh, falling I don't know. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah. I guess once once you can paddle out, like you never look back. You don't like anything. Oh, like have, have you done many prone downwind foils on the Maliko run, or are you just pretty much stopping I've, it?
1: I've done a few. My dad made a new board that you know it it makes it pretty easy to get in prone. I mean, it's still fairly hard. You know, it takes a a few tries, but it's not like impossible. Mm. But I have done I've done a few runs where I'm on my, I think it's a four two prone. And I'll do step offset hokeypa, yeah. and then pump straight out. And it's like if you fall on that, you're not getting back up. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's fun. It just adds like another like I don't do that too often, but <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm training for a race, that's that's good race training because it really ups the stakes a little bit. Like, all right, you better pull it together, dude. If you fall, you're not getting back up. So you kind of play it a little safer, but also figure out like you know what what you can and can't do. Like all right. I know I can't do that. So if I want to really play it safe and do the, get the best time I can, this is what I have to do at this point, you know, but it's, it's, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah. And, and on that, like, so the prone stuff, like on the, on the small boards, like you've got to play it safe. And that's what I've found. I've done a couple prone downwind runs and it's like, I don't want to turn as hard, you know, because, <laughs> no. if, I, because if I, if I turn and like pop a wing tip out and sort of breach too far, it's like yeah. game over, man. Like that's, that's a, yeah. <laughs> I've got to paddle into the beach paddle. and you're like 20 minutes behind your mate um right. so yeah it's that's that's to me the other advantage of the sup is you push harder because you know if you come down it's like no big deal i just yeah. paddle up again it's uh um, yeah, I'll, I'll
1: try anything on the sup like if i fall it's like yeah i'll get back up in a minute or two no big deal yeah but it's funny but back back on the wing top i was when you were talking about the deflation i just had a, like an idea like you know how they have those inflation Jaws vests.
0: Dude, I just released I a video. You have to go check it out. I um did you make I, one something I, yeah, like that? Yeah, I made one. Made one.
1: Yeah. Like a CO two cartridge where you pop it or whatever and it blows back up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: dude, that's that's it. Cause then you can deflate it when you need, but like let's say you fall down and you need to inflate it real quick just pop that thing back up. Out.
0: exactly so i was practicing this there's a run we do on a westerly wind so it's like offshore winds we go in on one of the bays and you can't drive up to the top so we literally we usually wing upwind and then we deflate we downwind and i like to go a little bit further than where we start mm-hmm. and kind of go a little bit further out to sea because the bumps get better and yeah. so i kept going and i was originally i was bringing a pump with me and i was just sort of pumping it up in the water and dude that sucked it was hard you know that
1: sounds like it sucked
0: yeah so i was chatting to a friend of mine he's like i think we can develop this thing and so we grabbed this soda stream bottle which is like 60 liters of like co2 because you know it's more than just the life jackets we're inflating an entire wing
1: yeah it's a yeah it's a lot
0: yeah so and he just he just made this little attachment that you literally screw onto the top of the soda stream bottle and we zip tied it to the boom on my wing and so literally we'll you, the, the idea is we downwind we deflate we just you know, do you normal deflate downwind mm-hmm. and then when you get to the end while you're still on foil you just literally press the button at the top and it starts reinflating <laughs> and you <you're> like <laughs> yeah. as you go on you're inflating while you're on the foil still downwinding. you sort of get into free wing sort of setup, up then you flip the mm-hmm. flip the wing over mm-hmm. grab it and you just sail back up wing. right
1: back up yeah dude, that sounds you gotta send me one of those things dude. yeah that yeah we're,
0: we're, we're, we're trying to trying to get it all sorted and um you know the co2 cartridge i guess is the easy thing to get but it's the attachment to to the hose to the wing that i guess is the tricky part and it's it's not that hard to develop you just need someone who knows that sort of those sort of bits and pieces (laughs) so
1: how to make that happen
0: yeah but it's exactly like you said like big wave stuff (laughs) you you only use the co2 when you're in trouble like you know on a good session you don't have to use it at all you know yeah, exactly. when you get in trouble it's like okay i want to pull this thing get out of yeah, trouble real quick
1: you need it it's good to have
0: exactly so it's like people are like oh it's going to be expensive you know always filling up co2 it's like don't use it all the you time you need
1: to fill it up every time you know, yeah I, like
0: so for a Maliko run you know i guess i, I like generally when when, when we sap or we foil on most runs you sort of get out past the coast and especially here in sydney the coast kind of will bend out at you on the coast on the mm-hmm. run whereas in maui the maliko run like you start at maliko on the coast bends away and the wind kind of yeah. goes across but you know on really yeah. north wind days where it's like you get pushed onto the coast
1: and yeah. it's kind of like
0: you got to go to kihei because Maliko's no good yeah with a wing you could just wing further out to sea and then you could like still yeah. have a sick angle to sort of downwind all the way back into shore
1: uh, yeah you just get way out and then you have a straight beeline to yeah where you're trying to get to. so
0: instead of having like paddle out of the gulch or like paddle way out from who keeper you just wing and you like sort of tack up wind and go as far out to sea as you can and then you just got like a straight run like no tacking out just like literally bombing it the whole way
1: that'd be so much fun yeah i gotta i I gotta find someone over here who can make me one of those things yeah that's yeah yeah. Yeah. you be
0: able to rig it up for sure there's plenty of handy people in maui
1: (laughs) someone can figure that out
0: yeah 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 but it's yeah i'll 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 definitely send you the video but it's um I just released it last last night um and had a bit of feedback good feedback so it's cool yeah hopefully it, I'm hoping it becomes the, like a you know like a discipline you know wing like proper downwinding on the wing you know rather than yeah as you said like wrestling that you know getting out of the way of the wing you're like dodging yeah, it
1: that that's the only thing that's kind of I feel like it's holding it back a little bit because like the wing is sick. But then, when you're really hauling down wind, it gets in the way a little bit Because a lot of the time when you're really moving, you're going faster than the wind, you know yeah, like when you're really dropping like dropping into like a big moving bump like that wind's yeah, you, getting in the way a little you've got bit.
0: To, you've gotta basically like shift it from like to your side like right or left to like almost behind you because you're going so much quicker than the wind. you don't feel the wind yeah. anymore, and it's like no. your your speed is now the, is now the wind like in your face rather than behind you, exactly yeah. yeah. That's that, that's the, the tricky part, I guess, isn't it? For, for the winging, it's mm. the downwinding with the wing. It's so close to being good, but it just gets that little bit in the way. and It's not the yeah. same experience as like with a softball prone. and it's like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. Don't have to worry yeah, about you it. you just
1: have that so much freedom when you when you don't have the wing in the way. Like the wing is awesome. Like if you, if your goal isn't really to do a downwind and you just want to mess around out in the bumps, like the wing is fine. But if that's you're really on, a, on a mission, you're like, I want to get from here, point A to point B as fast as I can. You know, and just fly on these bumps like the wings a little, yeah. Yeah, gets literally. a little bit
0: there, there's guys that are, I guess I call it power wing, like power ding. They literally just put up like the biggest wing, like handsail and smallest foil, they just go as fast as they can downwind. Yeah. But um
1: I've seen some that that doesn't look I mean it looks fun if like you just want to go as fast as possible. To me, uh, yeah. I, I think I'm with you. Show, yeah. you know.
0: it, it's a little bit it's sailing it's, it's more sailing than downwinding to me personally but it's you know yeah
1: it's, and, it's like those guys with the like that like the kite foilers like it it's cool that they're going that fast but aside from going fast there's not a whole lot to it you know yeah you kind of lose
0: the the surfing i guess that yeah, is yeah. the benefit of downwinding like you're saying earlier like it's it's like a little puzzle piece and you got to like you're riding this little wave from, you know maximum sort of 30 to 40 seconds then peeling yeah. off and then linking this next one and then peeling off that one and that's it's a yeah, pretty cool that, experience
1: That that's my favorite thing is like the the surf aspect but still having like the distance you know because like i i used to downwind stand up paddle race and I never really got that into it because like it was a lot of work. And yeah, you're kind of riding away for like five seconds. And it's just I yeah. didn't get that fulfillment out of it. But but with the with the foil, man, you're just ripping down the coast as 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 long as yeah, 10 miles or whatever.
0: You're, you're surfing, you know, it's like the stand-up seem like boats compared to the foils. Yeah. It's like we can turn these things, and especially the new RS wings. Like that to me has yeah. been a next level kind of change um, Seriously. for downwinding. It's like way more. Like the PNL, I used to use the PNL one eight five a lot for downwind. And that thing mm-hmm. is a, is a beast downwind. Like it's fast; it can go fast and slow. But to turn it, it's a little yeah, bit yeah, of a really little bit of it. a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like downwind,ing a bus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I want to I want to shift and let's talk about Florida because that that looked like a pretty cool race. Um, I think there's things that they can improve. Like to to make it probably a bit more accessible for more people, but in terms of just the race that's going on at the moment, it looks epic, and and you've done oh. you've done pretty well the last two um, yeah. two versions of it, you know. Uh, but you've won like four out of three disciplines, right? Is it out of the yeah the, in the, in the last yeah. two years? It's dominant. Yeah,
1: my my fr- yeah, thank- back the titles. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the the first year. I actually used the same wing both years. Like, I was act- like, I was just gonna say the PNL, man. That's the one. If you it just want to go fast and so straight, it pumps so good. Yeah, like, yeah, that first year did the sup and the prone, and the first year was still a little underground. Not too many people knew about it, so the competition wasn't, you know, crazy tough. So that that one, I like, I'll take it. I won. It was sick. Yeah, but, but the the one I won this year that felt a lot better, because there was some good competition this year. Yeah, it looks
0: like it. Like, yeah,
1: With Mateo there, like that, I had some really good races with him. Like, yeah. He took the subdivision this year, but our first sub-heat was me and him. And, man, the whole entire time, he was, like, right behind me. I think he, he took the lead for a second at one point, but then I was able to take it from him. And just, just our first heat, I won So I was psyched on that. And then in the final, in the final, he took it a little bit. So, you know, it was back and forth. So he killed it. He killed it. I can't say anything. He he was, you know, he was moving that thing. Uh, It looks like epic
0: racing. Like like you said, back and forth, like nothing between. It sort of came down to probably a little bit of the waves and looked like the beach entry was probably a little bit of a, (laughs) probably played too big a part.
1: That's the thing. There's a lot of strategy to it. Like with just regular downwinding, it's like, you know, there's a bit of where you want to set your line, but once you set it, like, boom, going straight, that's where you're going. But with with the the beach start, you know, like, do I want to, like, what peak's looking good to me to start on? Which one looks more consistent? Do I want to be on the left side of the pack or the right side of the pack? And that's just running off the start. You know, once you get into the water, like, at my first few heats, I was riding a longer mass, because I was like, you know, you can usually pump a longer mass better, but as the tide's changing, you have a lot less room, so... I actually ended up doing that race I think on a 20 either 24 or 26 inch mass wow. which is not what I'm used to at all I'm not used to a your mass so luckily I kind of adjusted to it by the final my first two or three heats in the in my prone division I was blowing it I couldn't like I kept popping wing tips and like kept falling and it was frustrating but <laughs> by my my last by my by the final I kind of figured out how high I could really how high i could get on it how hard i could turn on it because with the shorter mass it's also limits how much you can lean on it you know so by the final you know i finally had figured it all out yeah all right i know what i gotta do and psyched i was so psyched to take that because um who was it um james james jenkins yeah was right there on my ass like i I think he he actually had a lead on me for a second and we were just battling back and forth. But yeah, like I think he fell or something like that, but it, it was really close. But, but just the, the strategy, like I, I tried a few different strategies throughout that race because I'd seen different people making it work in different ways. Like there was the inside line strategy, right? So you guys catching their waves, getting up and then just be lining it on the inside as fast as I could just to go to the finish line. And so I tried that a couple times and it, it wasn't really working for me. I, I went back to the strategy I'd used a year before and that that's what, you know, really worked for me. Everybody has a little, you know, their pumping style is different. Some people are better pumping, are better at pumping like fast in a straight line and they can just do that. Some people need like a little more of a break in between like me, like I can pump for a while, but being able to have that little break, like my strategy was caught my wave and then basically went out as far as i could as fast as i could to try and get onto a wave and then i can kind of use that wave that i'm on to rest a little bit but still get that you know distance towards
0: the yeah that
1: i gotta um and so i was zigzagging a little more which was a little slower but it gave me a little more time to recover so when i needed to attack i had the energy to really get after it you know yeah
0: yeah so for the long run it was like and especially it sounds like a long day of pumping and Uh, running on the beach and
1: I did more heats. I did the most heats that
0: day. Yeah, right. I had like Oh, because you were stuff. falling as well. So you had what repo stuff as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I i didn't make the first uh prone heat and so I had to go into the repo heat for that. And then I did my like during my sup heat, one of the guys said I, I didn't go all the way around the buoy, so I had to do another lap to to yeah. advance into the next sup heat. So I I think I ended up doing like three laps more than anybody else, three of, I think it was like three laps more than anybody else in the contest. And I remember after, after my semi in the prone, I was just kind of feeling like, ah, I was like, I don't know, I'm kind of just blown out from just pumping nonstop for like the last like three hours. So I actually ended up just going for just like a little surf session, just to kind of like clear my head a little bit, like enjoy what I was doing for a second. And I knew I didn't have that much time, and because when you work really hard and then just stop moving, I feel like that's when the cramps can kind of start setting in. So I was like, all right, I just gotta stay warm. My, yeah. Don't don't work too hard, but just kind of keep it moving, you know? Because like if I yeah, like I've done it a couple of times where like I work super hard, sit down, and then boom, everything locks up. So I was like, if I can just keep everything loose, keep everything moving, then I feel like you know i might have a better shot but i i don't know but it was so much fun yeah like the the format for that contest and just the the competition that there was it was one of the funnest funnest contests i've done like like uh oregon was awesome but it's so it's almost like too straightforward like start finish and that's it Mm. whereas florida is like start kind of you know find find your strategy and there's also that like you're, there's so many other people around you, you know, you kind of got to fit, like find your way through everybody. Like when there's yeah. 20, pe- 20 people starting at the same time, you know, it's almost like sometimes you're like playing chicken with people. Like, Oh, oh no I doubt. want this line. No, I want this line. You know, like, you're <laughs> kind of fighting for your position, fighting for which line you want. And there's a lot going on and it it's just, it's a, it's a, it's fun. Like it just brings that excitement into it, you know, other than just grinding it's like well who's going where and it's so close that it's like i really got to get moving because he's literally 15 feet behind me you know whereas on some of the other races you got like hundreds of yards in between people where there's just so much room but when it's all compacted into the surf
0: break yeah it's exciting it's really exciting were there any collisions because it looks like you said like you're playing chicken with people
1: (laughs) um i don't think there's any actual I don't think there's any actual full collision. I think, actually, my first year I did it, me and James, actually, we, we bumped tips of our wings one time. I don't think... Yeah. We, neither of us fell, but we did bump wings for Wabbled. a second.
0: Yeah, it wobbled. But,
1: but um, this last race, there was one time, it was before my final, where I was, like, right up behind... I'm not sure who I was behind. It might have been Mike padigo or something like that. And I was, like, trying to cross because he was kind of going i was going in and i hit like the the turbulence under the water from his from his wing and that that threw me off and i fell on that and had to get back up and going again but it's like you want to get close to people and show me there but if you get too close you're you're in their turbulence and it can mess you up so it's like there's so much going on that's like it's it's going and it's happening so fast you're like thinking like want to get up close to him don't want to get too close to him want to find my own strategy got to pick my own like it's it's crazy man but it's so much fun you gotta get over there next time yeah
0: it looks like a lot of fun it reminds me of like kind of like ppg you know like on the sup race it's so much carnage and it's like every time you turn the can it's like the situation changes whereas Mm. like you say downwind it's like kind of too simple it's like usually you know from the first you know half of the race who's going to win because it's like okay this person's ahead they're probably not going to get caught whereas the yeah. the course races it's like Anything right, so happen. austin's in front but oh, he fell off in the waves so you know mateo's coming up and then james jenkins is coming and it's like literally there's all these scenarios in every race like you said you like you, you won a couple early but then you lost a couple later on and that you know then came back again and it's it's not predictable
1: no no anything could happen you could have you could be so sure i got a huge lead i'm gonna kill this and boom it's low tide and you hit the sand and yeah you, you <laughs> yeah know,
0: it's
1: like, it's, so it's like it, it's really fun to watch like it's a really good spectator like thing for for foiling because like you know foiling's cool but when you have that like neck-to-neck aspect of racing where it's like oh he's going good oh shit he just fell like who's gonna yeah. take the lead now and yeah. oh, he's back he got up still like it's just so fun to really like it's really engaging you know
0: yeah I, I i'd love to see it um at like a point break you know like imagine if there's yeah. like a like a hundred hundred meter point break and you had to do like you know a lap and you had to go around some certain cans along the way and then like turn at the bottom and then pump all the way up to the start and so yeah. instead of like i guess take out the um the, the beach start act uh, part of it because some people just you know the, the beach start Kind of is a bit sketchy and you know you're talking about like mass length and you're talking about you know you have to run with your board and yeah. it makes it probably a little bit harder and probably less accessible for for, for some people. It mm. doesn't completely, but like I think it'd be cool to have like another one that's like a little bit different where it's just like deep water start yeah. and like especially on a SUP. Uh you, you were at the race at olokai right? Remember we did the olokai race? Yeah, we started, I
1: do remember that one. Yeah. Um,
0: that day yeah yeah and they dropped us <laughs> off like out behind like um uppers basically or like in line yeah. with uppers and we downwinded yeah. like pumped up in the bumps it was almost like straight, was yeah. straight in through lowers and, and you got lit up
1: <laughs> i got lit up yeah yeah i was i was up and i was on a wave coming in and i think i over foiled and, and wiped out and then like took three bombs on the head, like during the race and broke my leash yeah <laughs> that did yeah. not go good but it was exciting, That's dude. That cool. was
0: that was pretty fun. That, I, I, I'd love to see that sort of, you know, so, and maybe yeah, instead so of coming got, straight in, like pump back out again, and then you know, a bit yeah. more through the surf have, would be pretty cool. Yeah,
1: have 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 a buoy on the inside that you got to go around, or like maybe going like across the lineup. You know, yeah, I don't know. It'd like, be cool really, though, like, right? There's so many opportunities.
0: That. Yeah, that'd be sick. But yeah, I, no, I like the idea like, of a deep it, water start, which for a SUP is so doable. You know. Yeah. Seriously yeah so so many options it's pretty
1: cool yeah good good way to get fans involved and good good spectator sport and you can really push the racing on that you know yeah
0: even like imagine at who keeper if you if you use like the the channel between who keeper and lanes like in sort of just pumps between the waves that'd be kind of sick too That'd
1: that'd be cool yeah like two two point or two like point breaks you start at one cross the channel, go to the other one and then go back and forth between the two yeah. peaks or even That'd like really starting
0: fun. at lanes and heading down to mama's like, and then like back up the inside. There's so many options, you know, and there's, you just yeah, need cause, like,
1: cause there's waves through that whole section. So you could really stretch it out and make it like a mile long course through the surf. Cause yeah, like, yeah, it's like on, on the bumps, it's, you know, not as like, I can't say it's predictable, but you know which way those bumps are going to move and you know what you got to do, but what through the surf, you're like, Oh, there's a there's a set coming i I want to get out further to get this set yeah or, you know there's there's nothing coming i want to ride just one a little longer to get a little more length out of it yeah there's just so many things changing in the surf
0: yeah exactly, no, that's exactly right and so many people surf foil and, and they can link waves in the surf i think like downwinding like i love obviously the downwind thing is that's one thing and I think that'll always be, you know, that's kind of like the pinnacle in some respects, like, you know, the uh-huh. channel crossings epic on the foil. Yeah, but That's not for everyone. Not everyone likes to no. go out in the deep water and some people just no. love in the surf zone. And yeah. as you said, spectator wise, it's probably going to grow the sport a bit more. And there's so many options, like depending on the lineup that you have at your, um, disposal you can change the course and make it super exciting i think it'd be exactly I have to start the, the the foil pump surf zone tour surf foil I'm pump tour. <laughs> i
1: think that i think that's that's going to bring them spectators and people are going to want to see that and see a lot more competition going on because yeah like the, there's a lot of or it's hard to even say there's a lot like there's a good handful of really good downwinders but as far as like people who are killing it in the surf there's a good amount more people who are you know yeah hundreds i'd say whereas
0: there's you know yeah probably
1: 20 or 30
0: yeah maybe a bit more now it's probably growing maybe thousands in the surf and 100 downwinding you know it's kind of exactly yeah it's um and for good reason yeah the the deep water scares a lot of
1: people (laughs) (laughs) it's scary when you fall in deep water you're like oh shit
0: yeah 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 for sure actually just locally you know in usually in summer we see a few hammerheads at my local downwind run um Mm. but i know in like in maui you get like tiger sharks and like some some bigger stuff i went over a pretty (laughs) big shark the other day it might have been i'm not sure what sort of shark it was but it was big and fat and it was pretty far down but i could see its shadow you know when you're coming up to something like oh is that a a bit of seaweed is it a log and i like sort of went a little bit higher because i could see it i'm looking down i'm like dude that's a shark (laughs) i just sort of (laughs) kept going like over and like okay don't fall now you know you get a bit scared you're like you know get yeah.
1: a bit like on edge um yeah and it's not even there yeah
0: yeah have you had any shark or like, spotted any sharks down Malika or Kihei I've had a couple actually
1: one time me and my dad were down winding. we were we were trying out a new uh prone board a prone paddleboard that he had kind of just developed and so we were taking turns on the jet ski you know I and I we were just getting into Kahului Harbor maybe Three or four, nah, probably three miles outside of Cochaloo Harbor. So, like, in a pretty kind of sharky area over there. And we had literally just switched. So, I had just gotten off the foil board and climbed onto the jet ski. And my dad just gotten onto the foil board and was about to, like, just gotten into the water. And I go to start the jet ski. And as soon as I'm about to start it, I just hear, get the fuck back over here. And I'm like, what? I turn around. And my dad's, like, climbing on the back of the jet ski. And I stand up and I look. And it's like literally probably a 12 to 15 foot tiger shark, clear as day, just cruising right behind him. Yeah, I was like, Oh, like once he was back on, on, it was we really like checked it out, kind of followed it for a second. But man, that thing was probably following us for that's I have no idea how long it was following us, but it was following us. Yeah, I was sketchy, but.
0: What and I've yeah, found... Nothing, nothing, yeah. really happened, like nothing bad has happened so far. So. Nothing bad yet. Yeah, and touch wood, you know, of course, we don't <laughs> want anything to happen. <laughs> we can, yeah, um, But I don't know about you, but sometimes when there's more boats around, the sharks seem to come because of fishermen, you know, like people with fish, you know, throw yeah. the guts overboard and they're like, okay, well, there's an engine. Maybe there's food too. So with the foil... Yeah. Normally the sharks I see aren't hunting. They're just like literally like they're just cruising along the surface. And like my oh, motto is if you, on. if you see the shark, it doesn't want you, like it doesn't want to eat you. Whereas if it's you I should be, say. yeah, if you can see it, if you can see it, you're sweet. If you can't see it, that's when you should be afraid. So it's like, cause if they're going to get you, they're going to come up from underneath. <laughs> and they're yeah, not going to come it's like,
1: shark, yeah. It's the, the shark you can't see that
0: you got to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, let's, uh, I've had a bit of an experience falling off at Pier 1 on a prone downwinder. Um, yeah, that's with,
1: exactly where we saw it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the spot. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, they love it over there. I've seen some big fish out at Pier 1. Yeah, big fish. That That's such a good spot. I've been doing a bit of uh, toe foiling out there. Oh, my God, it's so good. That wave is – I mean, you could probably catch a wave for almost a mile, probably like, like – Right around like two kilometers, I'd say. Yeah. From the outside all in, and
0: it's and right there at the boat ramp, so it's easy, right? Yeah. As
1: well, like a five five minute ski ride, you're out into like like three hundred meter long, like just huge walls that are just moving. Yeah. So I'm excited. This weekend is actually supposed to be a huge swell. Oh, like, like I wouldn't be surprised if it's like forty
0: foot faces out there, and wow. I'm going to try and get a
1: couple. <laughs> yeah,
0: just to share the stuff with us. We all want to watch. Do some um, do some Insta lives. We'll, we'll follow
1: along with oh, yeah. you. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm working on arranging some photographers right now and getting Epic. some skis ready. Yeah, I think this next swell is, we're gonna get some crazy videos and footage out of this. Uh, how good! See, last last year it was like last March. We got this really weird, like out of season north swell. It was like straight north and probably one of the biggest ones we had all year. And there was this just like huge like misto like ghost peak that i've never seen before probably almost like a mile straight outside of the harbor mouth like harbor mouth is here pier one's usually to this side but there's this peak straight out this way that was just standing up probably almost 40 feet rolling into the harbor and then closing out the entire harbor mouth and me and my dad we had we had checked pier one and a couple other spots and we were were gonna go back into the harbor because they're like ah it's kind of all wonky everywhere i don't know and we see this peak just standing up. And I was like, oh, you want to give it a go? And I'm like, heck yeah, let's, let's see yeah, what let's this thing's about. And he, he he whipped me into this one. He told me, he was like, I was almost going to tell you not to let go. But I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all locked. I want the biggest wave I can get. Yeah. So I let go and I'm getting into it. And I'm getting, getting kind of close to the harbor mouth. And I'm like right in front of the jacks on the left side, if you're looking into the harbor mouth. And so like I'm trying to cut over to my right to get more to the other side of the hard mouth but then i see that side of the hard mouth like starting to close out almost so i like have to like straighten out and i was really probably like less than 50 to 100 yards like away from these giant cement jacks and i just barely shot through it was probably (laughs) like 30 almost 40 foot face on that thing it was it was the biggest wave i ever foiled like hands down yeah fastest i've ever gone on a foil and i was like oh
0: my god (laughs) and 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 with (laughs) it. and with a cement block right in front of you Jeez, yeah that's sketchy
1: no it was the sketchiest wave i've ever ridden <laughs> God, it was so it was so much fun it was so exciting okay so anyway. so let's let's
0: get into some of the toe foil stuff like what, what what equipment are you using like um length mast board foils what are you running
1: i'm usually running i think i got a 30 i'm running a 32 32 inch mass which is Kind of small for what most guys are using. I've seen a lot of guys like the longer mass, but when I'm in bigger stuff, I like to feel like I'm a lot more in control. And the longer mass, I feel like they have a little more kind of give in twist. them. So yeah. from, from, from the time you give that command to the time you feel it react, there's almost a little bit of a delay. Mm-hmm. And with the little shorter mass, I feel like I just have a control. Like when I'm leaning on it, it's doing what I tell it to do a little faster. Yeah. So Usually rocking a 32 mass. Uh, my dad, I think he... I've been riding the four, I think it's a 4.4 tow board last year, but we just came out with a 3.10 that uh, I rode I think two or three times so far this winter. And I've, nothing in anything huge yet, but I've really been liking the feel of that. Mm-hmm. And then Al made like a like a TKR that's literally probably about this big. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just a tiniest little tiniest is, is that, little foil.
0: so is that the one do you know what size it is or is it just like one that he made
1: it's, it's just one that he made like specifically just for towing like I think the regular one it's it's got like the kind of curve in it yeah yeah
0: yeah but
1: it's it's the regular one's maybe about like something like that the one we're using the toe foil is like, it's like literally like probably right around a foot maybe a little less than a foot yeah and it's like like that thing. it's it's like a blade. Like, you could chop someone's arm off with it. Super it's thin. So, so thin. Yeah. But it's not... I'm not even... I don't know, like, what what tail exactly. So a lot of it's, like, all prototype stuff because, I mean, there's not too many people buying foils to ride 30-foot waves.
0: Yeah. And so, do you know if you're using, like, a longer ped, like longer pedestal, like, longer fuse or a shorter fuse? What do you prefer when these... It's stuff? a little
1: it's a little longer fuselage, just because so you can lock in a little more. The shorter ones have a little more tip in them, you know? Yeah. So you bring that out a little bit. So it's, it's a little smoother when you're dropping in. Yeah. Cause, yeah it, cause that, cause like when you're dropping in, you're going so fast and I'm like fading it pretty down, pretty far down to the bottom. So I can crank the bottom, turn back up. Cause like you just want as much control as possible on those waves. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm I'm not just trying to survive. Like I'm trying to like Turn. carve big downturns down. There, exactly. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. That that's where it's it's That's where it's at. It's so where it's and, and, and like you said, like I see too many people on the big waves. Like yeah, it's sicker in a big wave, but you're just holding on. You know, I want to see you yeah. attack the wave. Like so, yeah. either you got to go like go for a smaller wave or or use a smaller foil and just like attack the yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. so it's cool to hear you've got your yeah. uh, setup
1: dialed. Yeah, we got some good footage a little earlier this year. We had a few filmers, so hopefully we get some of that footage out soon because it, it, that was a really good session and, yeah. and last year i got out to jaws on the foil a few times not on like any huge days but some good you know 20 maybe 30 foot face days okay like, oh my god that that's the funnest way to foil because it's just such a big peak like in a wedge, yes. yeah those days where it's, it's just barely breaking you're taking off probably half a mile outside of where it's breaking and just like a big old ski slope just carving back and forth and back and forth and then in the critical sections you can kind of just like just, just draw these like just mock five turns like yeah oh my god it's it's insane it's so so sick
0: yeah i i guess i want to see that footage because the and i'll, I'll so you have to send me a photo of that that foil you're using because i've got alex sent me a tkr um i think it was a thing he called it a tkr 80 and it's it has that sort of you know like kind of Curved thing going on. Um, yeah. But it, I can like, it, I, it, to me, it's a little bit too big. I can pump it between waves, like just paddling in on like, you know, four foot yeah. days. So it's like, I think he must yeah. sound like he made you a smaller one, which I'm jealous.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he made a little smaller one to tow some, some bigger stuff with. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll be get because it's supposed to start, start getting some pretty decent. Yeah. It's time.
0: coming into the, it's the time of year for you guys. Um, oh, I yeah, want to, I want to finish easy. off with, two things one story on your recent jaws session and then just some tips for downwind stuff so do you want to tell us a little story about that last jaws session
1: that last jaws session it was it was really it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be it was like a it was a reforming cyclone so a lot of the models had under predicted it and my friend andrew carr who's actually a big wave bodyboarder he is like a wave report guru like Anything that you could ask him, like, Andrew, what's the surf like in, like, West Africa right now? He, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. All he does all day on his phone and see what the swells are doing around the world, because he's, like, he's actually coming over on Friday to surf this next big swell, but so he, he'll just jump on a plane and go anywhere the surf is big. So I've been talking to him for a couple days, and he's like, you know, the, the models don't look that big, but it's a reforming cyclone, so I think they're under-predicting it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a bit bigger than the sand. I was like I hope so because the numbers weren't overwhelming on it like it didn't look like it was going to be anything too crazy so you know we go and check it out at probably nine or ten in the morning because it's supposed to peak around two or three and around around 10 11 we could kind of see it starting to fill in a little bit more and then at around 12 we're like all right this is looking tough that like, we want to we want to get out there It maybe hit you know Couple couple twenty footers, so like maybe a few forty foot faces coming through. Hopped off, or we're getting down to the rocks, and we could just tell there's a bit more energy coming through than we had seen out there. And I was riding, I was riding my eight eight six gun. I didn't think it was gonna be that big. It was like oh eight six. I got my hand paddles on too. Yeah. My dad had made, like big hand paddles, so it was like probably easily the size of a ping pong paddle. With um. Uh, a bungee strap over one of my fingers and then a bungee strap over my wrist. Yeah. So it's like, if I need to get out of them, I can't. If I just put my hand in the water and pull it up and they'll, they'll flop right over my wrist so I can still use my hands. But, you know, they're still pretty secure. And so hop off the rocks, timed it good. Like just, I, I wouldn't say good, but timed it good enough. I was like that close to getting sucked back onto the rocks. <laughs> it's but It's not day easy. Out, no, God, it's not easy. It's, I am so lucky I have not been caught in the shore <laughs> break. I've seen so many people end their session before they even pass the shore break, you know? Yeah. So luckily got out. I'm out there for a little bit. And it was the first session this year, but I had a few pretty good sessions last year. So I was feeling kind of confident. And I was like, you know what? I see Albie and Tyler and all these guys are shitting real deep and getting those like West Bull barrel insiders. I was like, I'm going to sit over there. And then... Sure enough, by 10 minutes after I get out, the swell was getting bigger and bigger and I got caught like 10 minutes into the session, lost both my hand paddles. And then I'm just out there on an eight, six, like fully gun there's like 20, 25 <laughs> foot bombs are coming through. Yeah. And you know, it, it took me a little while, but it, eventually I kind of found a rhythm, got a wave and, and every, you know, 45 minutes, something like that and get another wave. I ended up getting, you know, five or six waves that session. But I remember when that like actual bomb came in, it was like probably around 50, a little over 50 foot face. And that was like one of the gnarliest waves I've seen out there. Like I've been out there on a few bigger days than that, but just like the speed that was coming in was like different. Like some days, you know, it's real tall, but it's not as you know thick and gnarly. That thing came in so angry, like it just hit the ledge and whoa, oh, just Dumped, and I, I was just so lucky that I wasn't in that. Like I think five guys maybe got cleaned up by that set, and that one dude, uh, I can't name Rice, like something Rice. He broke his femur on that on that set. Oh no way! I I had heard from one of his one of his mates or one of his friends that I guess his leash had actually wrapped his leg, and so when it pulled, it basically the leash basically just shattered his his whole leg. Holy yeah so gnarly, and actually it's funny last night i was getting dinner and i saw ryan funk this a uh, really good uh sup sup big wave surfer who had broken his leg the year before and so he's like yeah i'm, I'm finally fe- healed up i get back out there again but like yeah stuff like that isn't that wave is yeah <laughs> wave will do
0: it to you You gotta respect I'm, it that's for sure yeah you so gotta
1: haven't gotten too too smoked out there i've taken some beatings you know and i've i've had some gnarly really hold on news nothing nothing too bad yet
0: but you know a lot of um so the hand paddles seem like a pretty good um way to get in that a little bit earlier right so you're getting yeah i mean like it's just
1: that that little that little advantage like any type of advantage i think i think it's gonna i'm i'm surprised they're not as big of a thing already you know it's like i mean i guess it's the same thing as with the inflation vests and the life jackets and all that like in the beginning guys were like oh what is that like why are you wearing life this and that but then after time people just realize like oh it's just a way for people to push to sport like you're not going to catch a 50 footer if if you don't think you're going to float up to the surface you know but yeah. with that little confidence you're like all right i got this thing i know if i i know if i wipe out and i black out or whatever happens i know i'm coming to the surface at least you know mm. so with the hand paddles it's like i it just gives me more confidence like i can ride a smaller board i can get in earlier set you know, a more aggressive line and really ride the waves. How I want to ride them rather than just surviving them. You know, yeah. So like last, it was, yeah, last year I had a couple sessions with the hand paddles, and man, I just felt so confident. Like I, I even let Kai try them for a little bit, and Kai was like, "Oh my god, dude, what are these things? Like, I, I, I want to get a pair of these." Yeah, he, he was pretty psyched on them. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to use them much, much last session. No. But hopefully, we get another session that. I can, you know, show show people what you can really do with them and maybe they'll like catch on a little bit more. But I mean, any, even the smallest advantage mm. when it comes to wave, like, waves like that, like it, it's the world, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. So, I guess the only thing, I guess yeah. people are probably a little bit, and I got a question for you on them, is how is it popping up with them? Is it no issue? Like, are you just using the hand paddles? You like literally just hand paddles flat on the board and you just push up or is it a little bit trickier? I,
1: I got a little angle on them. Like it took me it took me a few tries like i didn't like that wasn't the first time i had tried them no <laughs> i i had tried them longboarding out in like small waves for a few a few days like because my dad actually made them to do downwind prone foiling
0: yeah that's what i, was, that's <laughs> what I figured yeah
1: yeah because it, it's so it's so hard to paddle in with just your hands so he made the paddle so you could just get a little more like a little more speed into them so he's so he's like dude you should try these out of jaws like you are getting way earlier so I was like, all right so tried them and maybe like you know head high surf a few times so this isn't too bad and then i tried them on a day that was maybe like maybe 15 20 foot bases and i was like oh dude i'm getting in so much earlier setting way more aggressive lines and i'm feeling way more comfortable and then a little while later i tried them out at jaws for the first time and it was just a game changer i'm like oh my yeah. god like i'm getting in so early and it's like getting up Usually go like that. You gotta stagger them a little bit so you have a little more room. But I mean, it's not it's not so much of an issue that it's like, you know, I can't do it. Like once once you figure it out, I don't don't even think about it when I'm popping up. Yeah. And they almost give you a little something extra to push on. Like when you're setting a bottom turn, you can almost use it like you know how like when you're stand up paddling, you can use that paddle to push on and set that bottom turn. You can almost use it like a paddle. You lean over, you can put a little pressure on it and set a little harder bottom turn on it.
0: Like a hand plane you know, you're hand planning exactly. well. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So because heard- that's what I was gonna say, is like I- I've surfed Jaws once and it was they called it baby jaws. It's still probably the biggest surf I've ever been out in. Um, but I was on a SUP with Connor and Jake Jensen back in 2016. It's actually the same time I first met Alex and got some of the GoFoils. Um oh, yeah. and we we surfed Jaws that time and it was I was pretty happy I was on a stand-up because you just get in that a yeah. little bit earlier. You know, like it's, you can see the wave coming and you, like for me for the first time out there, like obviously I was a bit nervous, like how, how do they, like, cause you know, SUPs aren't always the best accepted no matter where you go, but it seems like they're okay out yeah. there. Um, yeah. For big waves, I see a lot of advantages on a SUP.
1: Dude, I, I, I love stand-up paddling big waves. Like mm. if it weren't for the fact that like I'm trying to get in the Piaghi Challenge and get, you know, a little bit of a name for myself as like a prone surfer, I'd be out there on a step almost every time. Yeah, like you, you have so much more of an advantage. You can get in earlier. You can see what's coming. You can get out of the way faster. You can set more aggressive lines. Like on glassy days, like I'd almost, I'd, I'd definitely rather prefer like a stand up paddle. Like, yeah, this weekend, it's supposed to be pretty glassy and big. It's not, it's not a Jaws swell. It's a little too North for Jaws, but down at Pier 1, mm. I think it's, I think it's going to be like, it's like, 30, 40 foot like cloud rake right, foot array. Right.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It's a, I've that, had one of my one of my best ever sessions at, at P1. It was before the last Sunset SUP event. And I went over to really it was cool. too messy on Oahu. So I flew over to Maui and caught up with my dad and stepmom. And um yeah, dad was like, dude, P1's gonna be on today. And we went out there and there were two guys out and I paddled out and they just came in. And then I got a couple by myself and then Kai came and he was towing him with straps and doing backflips and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. that was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, the no, t1s are it's a such a fun wave like it's so
1: fun it, it's not as intimidating as jobs hmm, but you definitely can, the waves like when it's really going it's almost just as good like it might not be 50 foot it might only be you know 30 20 30 foot yeah but still just so much fun and yeah. last last time i went out there last year i had one really good session on my i was on an eight 2 stand paddle board and dude oh, I could just get in so early, just set the most aggressive line, like roll in, get to the bottom, just just, like snap up into the pocket, and like ride it how I want to ride it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Drift the wave how you want to, rather than just like setting a line that's just good enough to work, you know? You can. Yeah. You have so much more options, you know. I don't
0: know. Like to me, like most of the guys that are riding like big waves on their, you know, big wave guns, they they can't duck dive them. So there's nope. the like you may as well, and they're long, and as you said, they're sort of harder to surf. Whereas the stand up, you can use something that's smaller, get uh-huh. onto it earlier, and you can turn harder because of the paddle. And so for me, I've always thought, why aren't guys big wave surfing on sups? You know, it seems obvious, but it's the whole yeah. surfer thing, isn't it? It's like they're a bit closed minded. We're open it's to funny. everything.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, like, just like traditional prone surfers, they are a little, like if, you're not, if you're not on, as like a traditional prone surf for it's like it's not as cool you know yeah like people who are, who are in the foiling stand-up thing windsurfing or all these other things they see waves more as like just purely canvases like what is the best way to paint this picture rather than like oh you need to use this if you want to if you want to do it or it's not cool yeah um you know? but when you can like that's, that's why i write everything you know yeah i look at a wave and i'm not like oh this is i want to shortboard this i look at the wave and say what is the best way to ride this wave whether yeah. it's like a foil board stand-up paddle board or you know it's regular shortboard like it's you well, i feel like when you have more options you have more fun you know exactly right i was that, just chatting i, to, I
0: was just chatting to a friend out in the surf today and she was like like how's foiling i look like it's pretty fun i'm like it's so fun it's like every day is pumping and if it's too big for foiling you go surfing and if it's, yeah. you know, too messy for surfing, you go foiling and like there's days that it's good for everything and you can pick and choose, but it's like, as you said, the wave is a canvas and paint whatever picture you want, you know, it's yeah, you can draw whatever line.
1: That's you Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. Um, I want to just wrap up and let's just a few tips for those getting into downwind foiling and, and, you know, maybe something on the hand paddles um, or how to pop up or I don't know, whatever you think is going to, to benefit people the listeners
1: <laughs> well i feel like a lot of people have their own techniques for popping up and getting in and all this like definitely work on your stand and paddle in get get a good paddle down you know to get into bumps but once you're up and you're riding i'd say the best advice i can get give everyone is open your view of what of what you can and can't get like when you're when you're down paddling on a regular board your view is maybe that wide, but when you're on a foil board, you have over you have basically 360 degrees yeah. of options. You no, know, you could be pumping on a bump and then look almost behind you and see you know a good bump over there, and you're like, all right, that's where I got to be. Take that speed, go over there, or take it, go back there, go over there. Like, don't just look at what's in front of you. Look completely at what's around you, because any bump that is within you know 100 yards. Is a viable option for your next glide, you know. So always be looking around. Be like when I'm foiling, my hands like going like this the entire time. Like I don't stop looking around because the the next good bump could literally be right behind you yeah. or like anywhere. So I'd say that um, it's it, just don't give up, keep going. It took me probably. 15 to 20 runs before i was even up for five minutes you yeah know, it took me it took me a long time because it's reading the bumps is so much different than anything else like just learning how to do it like my first like five five to ten runs i was getting up for maybe a minute at a time maybe two minutes and i felt like i was stuck and then i hit the five minute mark and it was getting a little easier and then you hit the 10 minute mark and you're like all right now i feel like i'm actually getting somewhere and once you pass the ten minute mark, then you can kind of really see what's in front of you, what's behind you, and you get that sense of like, all right, everything, everything around me is a possibility for the next bump to keep going. Yeah. You know, so just be real vigilant of what's going on around you.
0: Uh, perfect, man. They're great tips. The keep going. Yeah, don't give up, because like you said, it's 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 a steep learning curve. Like the downwind foiling is probably the hardest thing to learn, but you've just got to put the time in and don't be disheartened you
1: don't, you'll yeah. hate it like your first couple of runs like this this sucks i hate this. and then you'll see someone else doing it and you're like that looks fun though like ah, i just got to keep just, going just keep don't, going don't give up just keep going yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, it has been a pleasure to have you on mate and um it's good to catch up as well and we'll, we'll um excited to see how this swell pans out for you be safe charge i'm excited to see how it, it all goes it, yeah. and yeah nah thanks thanks for coming on mate
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to talk to you. It's been a minute. Yeah. Let me know when you get over to Malay, man. Can't wait to see you again.
0: Yeah, overdue for sure.